This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I am here again with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. And we are joined today by Justin Dietrich from Dietrich and Sons Maker Shop. How's it going? Good, man. <laughs> How are you today? Oh, pretty good. I'm I'm excited to be on today. All right. So, Devin, what do you got for us? I'm going to try to read this one clearly. Here we go. All right. The satisfactions of manifest... Let's try it again. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> the satisfactions of manifesting... The satisfactions <laughs> of manifesting oneself concretely in the world through manual competence have been known to make a man quiet and easy. They seem to relieve him of the felt need to offer chattering interpretations of himself to vindicate his worth. He can simply point. The building stands. The car now runs. The lights are on. Boasting is what a boy does because he has no real effect in the world. it's such a it's such a strangely written uh a quote but um i really liked it i knew i knew i was gonna have trouble with it (laughs) but that's now you guys you guys understand i'm a i'm a woodshop teacher right i'm not an english major (laughs) what the hell was i just listening to Uh, no, but that was like, I think that's, that's so poignant and I've never thought about it that way, but having that, like, like you said, exactly. I just point, I made this thing. I made this thing. Maybe that's, maybe that is like, that's where we as makers feel like we're, uh, you know, justified or yeah, we don't have to boast about what we've done because you can see it. Like here it is. Right. It works. Right. It maybe. does exactly what it's supposed to do. And <laughs> I did it. There you go. Right. Maybe that's why, um, it's just you get done with something, building something, and it's there and done. You don't have to continue to explain it away. You can see the table or you can see the axe or whatever, and, and you don't have to continue to prove yourself. Say, there it is. Or, you know, you get the car running. <laughs> I also kind of like that um, your quote is about, like, not talking. And so that's the end of the episode. Thanks, everybody. It's been fun. <laughs> Just go look at uh, Instagram and see what we've done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was, it was I, I liked it. It could make a man quiet and easy. And there's he doesn't have to vindicate himself. He can simply put uh, the building stands, the car now runs, the lights are on. Um, yeah, manual competence. I can't barely say it, but yeah. I like it. I... Uh, I also think that probably, you know, I have this kind of image in my mind of stoic men from the past who, you know, didn't talk much, but worked and did their thing. And I think having that, having the justification, like you said, the car runs, the house is standing, the lights are on. Right. You know, that's, I think men in general find their worth in that. And I think that's why men want to fix things instead of just talking about things and i also think that's why uh we are i mean there are obviously 
plenty of women makers, but there is something about like creating something and making something that's like a justification. Like, look, I have a purpose and you know, this is my purpose. Even as like parents, as fathers, you know, like we feel like, you know, I'm going to do this to, you know, it's my way of supporting our family or, you know, supporting families. Right. And I wanted to, I wanted to start with that one because, um, Dustin, you're a teacher and Justin is a shop teacher. And, uh, it's just the idea of teaching young people, uh, the value of making or creating something and having a end goal and then completing it. I mean, there's, there's so much value in that. And I think that's, I feel like that should be shop should be mandatory in high schools. I don't know what it's like in uh, where you are, but in Maryland, it's definitely not. Right. J- Justin, is is shop mandatory where you are? No, no, it's not mandatory. Um, it's still just an elective course that students can take. Um, mm. I d- I will say though, like in the school district that I teach in. Um, Our school district has done a really good job at promoting those programs. Um, We're actually, so there's me as a woodshop teacher, but actually at our school we have what's called a vocational program. And I actually, so I've been teaching in Lincoln where I'm at now for, I believe this is my 13th year. So for my first 10 years, I was actually hired on as the building trades teacher and we would mm. we would build a house every year and then we would sell it at the end of the year and it would basically oh, wow. be like me and and on average 20 students a year um right it would be me and 20 students and it was kind of like i was the general contractor and then my 20 students were my laborers basically and so i was in charge of picking the house plan, setting up, you know, getting, you know, running all the subcontractors and getting materials there. And basically my big thing was I had to have a house that was ready to sell in May. Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. There's a lot of, a lot of good stories out of that. But what I was getting at (laughs) is that our, that was one part of the vocational program. So we also have, we also have an auto department. Uh, yep. my friend there like they're they have four bays and I mean he's I mean it's insane what he does they're doing brake jobs oil changes just any right. any you know car maintenance that needs to be done we have a metal shop we have an uh, electricity uh, we yep. now have added fire science they've got criminal oh, justice they have a cosmetology school they have mm. um, I mean the well, family and consumer sciences and all that stuff. Right. There's, and then there's specifically a uh, culinary school that we have. And this is all just within our high school. So right. uh, we have a nursing program. So they've done a really good job at, at promoting those programs. And, you know, I see, you know, we all see the stuff. Like we've, we've seen the uh, several um like articles or whatever that have went around, like oh, we we got to bring shop class back to school, and I'm like, right, man, right. it's I'm <laughs> I'm in the middle of it, you know. I mean, yeah. we're, <laughs> we, our school has done a really good job, and we I live in a really blue collar area. Uh, the town mm-hmm. that right. I teach in uh, has several factories and stuff like that, and and I tell students, you know, even in my wood shop, I'm like, look, you you might find out that you hate woodworking and that you never want to do this again. 
And I'm like, mm. that's, that's fine. You know, there's actually nothing wrong with that. You've actually learned right. something about yourself at 16, 17 years old. And, um, what, but what they can take from it are the basic things of learning how to read a tape measure, learning yeah. how to work with materials, learning how to work in a loud shop that has 15 other people, you know, working with you. Like safe, <laughs> safety wise, those are all important things that, you yeah. can take with you into another job. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, um, as a as a teacher, that's that's the biggest thing that I think we could teach our students is that what you're learning it doesn't necessarily have to be the exact content you're learning, but it's that the fact that you're learning all these other things that will help you throughout life. And if I, I think if I knew that when I was a student. I would have been a better student <laughs> because like, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, just that in that perspective, knowing that, you know, like, I don't remember all the stuff I learned in high school, but there are some key things that I definitely have taken away from that. And like you said, working with other people and being safe and knowing how to think critically about what's happening and make decisions and those small things like reading a tape measure. You know, I don't remember ever learning that. I think I probably learned that from my dad, but I I I work with my students all the time on just measuring like how do we, how to read a ruler how to read a tape measure. Yeah. Um I think yeah yeah I think we do need to I don't know it has to be uh, it's every state's different but I felt like in my middle school to high school career it, it just it wasn't pushed. It was something but they pushed all the basics, right? Okay, you need four math, you need this, you need three gym, right. you need English, lit, blah blah blah. But no one pushed that, and I feel like by the time I, you know, you get few through a couple grades, some people are in that tech schooly kind of shop area and mechanic place, and you're it's already kind of passed you by. Right. I mean, like I'm like, oh, they're the shop people, or they're they're the mechanic yeah, people. Yeah. But it, it just so happened that they started. I mean, they probably already you know knew from their parents certain things, but they someone started them on that path in like ninth grade. So the, by by the time you are a senior. You really know your stuff, but if you go a few years, it's hard to catch up. Yeah. Well, let me um, let me introduce our guest. So uh, we have with us today we have Justin Dietrich. Um, Justin is a woodworker, and then obviously is a high school teacher, which we talked about high school wood shop, uh, YouTube content creator, maker camp presenter, which I am super <laughs> excited to talk about, <laughs> husband and father, um, and then in your own words, you say, which I like, it's, you say, make or build anything that my family can enjoy, and also raising boys on a farm and in the shop. Mm. So welcome, Justin. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, can you? So I'd like. If, um, can you tell us a little bit about how you kind of got into that? I mean, because the fact that you started out as the kind of the overarching trade, uh, I forget what you called it, but that teacher, like teaching basically the entire thing from ground up, like as a project coordinator for building a house, is crazy. But how did you how did you get into woodworking? How did you come? Like, what's your kind of story to get to where you are now as a woodshop teacher? Yeah, I uh, um, grew up so. My dad was a carpenter, was building houses and framing houses back in the back in the nineties when I was growing up. I was born in eighty two, but um he you know, he pulled us around, me and my brother on job sites that he was working on. And 
you know, that was our, that was kind of like our babysitting time for a little while. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, we had the same okay, experience. going to the yep. job, uh, well, I'll bring your bikes. I'll load your bikes up, you know, and we're yep. running up and down. You know, we were living in the country. So going into the yep. big city and getting to ride bikes on nice flat pavement and <laughs> a nice clean cul-de-sac, it was like, man, we were pretty living pretty high on the yeah, hog. super excited <laughs> I'll, I'll just uh, i'll just interject real quick our dad was um had a landscaping business which i like that you have yours says uh, dietrich and sons because our dad's was uh, o'hara and sons landscaping so oh, same thing cool. that we would always go yeah go mm-hmm. to like job sites and stuff big landscaping jobs and things <laughs> hey, yeah. go play on that pile of uh of sewer pipes that aren't, <laughs> yeah. aren't yet in the ground <laughs> exactly oh yeah no we've yeah we've got a lot of good stories out of that um yeah but uh yeah so i kind of i mean you know it started with that and then it's like i'm sure you know we all like follow people that kind of grew up that way and and then it ends up one day you're handed a broom you know and then it's like start sweeping you know and then next yeah. thing you know you know all of a sudden now you're you're counting two by fours or hey move this pile of two by fours over to here or uh the other one i remember one one distinct memory i have is uh, when we were, I think dad was sheeting the second floor on a house and there was a stack of uh, three quarter OSB and he, oh, and if you've built before 99% of the time, I don't know why they can't get this right, but 99% of the time you have those lines that are printed onto the OSB, right? And they're supposed yep. to be exactly either 16 or 24 inches on center. And right. 99% of the time they're like a quarter to half inch off and it's like <laughs> why can we not get and and not consistently one way or the other they're always just random and so it's like <laughs> so what dad would have me do is he'd have me pull a tape and then he would have me mark out exactly at 1632 48 you know yeah. all, all yeah. the way up and so at least then they could look down at the pencil mark and see what side it was supposed to be on. So they could, you know, quickly do that. So if I, I'll, I will tell you a quick story though about um, the first time my dad paid me to work. And uh, I, I think I was, I don't know, maybe I might have been 10 years old, maybe 11. And he was, this was on a different job, but he was, they were framing second floor walls and the stack of, studs was down on the first floor and so dad was like hey he's like i need you to carry this whole stack of studs it was like 250 studs he's like i need you to carry this up to the second floor today so we can you know use them and build the walls well it literally took me all day i think i weighed about (laughs) 75 pounds at the time and (laughs) it took me all day long to carry this whole stack of studs and i get it up there I'll i'll never forget we put in a pretty long day and we get in the truck at the end of the day, and Dad goes, he leans over to me, and he hands me a $20 bill. And I was like, <laughs> nice. oh, my God. I was like, 20? I'm like, Dad, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you earned it. He's like, you work hard, you get paid for it. And I was like, thank you. And I'm like, well, now I'm like. When I do the math, I'm like, he paid me like $2 an hour that day. Like, <laughs> right, that's right. I'm like, man, he had me hook, line, and sinker from the beginning. So, yeah. <laughs> you work for you work like this for another two years, I'll give you a $5 raise. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. He saw me coming from a mile away. So, 
<laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, the alternative was not getting paid at all, which sure. you you were unexpecting. So the twenty <laughs> right. bucks was like, oh, sweet, yeah, twenty yep. bucks. As as the dad, he's in his right to do so. You know, better than nothing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Our so. uh, our our. I think our moms told us this story before, but our our dad occasionally when we were kids, I don't remember him ever saying this, but my mom said that he would say like, why do you think we had you? You know, like when we'd have to do chores or something, cause we grew up <laughs> on a farm as well. And, uh, my mom <clears throat> said she had to pull him aside one time and be like, stop saying that to the boys. Like we didn't have them so they could work for us. <laughs> like, and my dad was like, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> but he was like, I think he just kind of said it offhand. Like, why do you think we had you? You know, I, cause Although, we, have, we have two other brothers. So there are four of us all together. Oh yeah. Right. Although I am pretty sure that, like, you know, my grandpa was born in the 30s and he had brothers and sisters older than him and younger than him. And I am pretty sure that generation was having kids. So they had more oh, yeah. workers on the farm. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. So, yeah. So, so I but, get those 12, 12 kid families. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, right. no, but I, uh, so I kind of grew up just on job sites and stuff like that. And then, Dad started teaching me how to lay out walls and, and build and frame. And um, so I kind of just naturally got into it. But even through college, uh, I still wasn't planning on getting back into that. I, I originally went into college to be – I wanted to be a large animal vet. I went in as an uh, animal science major. Nice. And then yep. uh, I think my sophomore year, I switched over to education – and I was actually, my, my degree is in ag education. I'm actually an ag teacher by my mm-hmm. degree. Um, and when I graduated, I got a, I got an ag teaching job for two years. And then um, this particular job in Lincoln, where the building trades job opened up, uh, it was actually a family friend was the building trades teacher at the time. And he was retiring and he was like, he called me and he was like, hey, he goes, you should come down here and interview interview for this job. He goes, they're not going to find anybody that's going to interview for it. <laughs> He's like, I'm sure you'll get it. It'd be a good job for you. And so I, I interviewed and was able to get it. And, uh, yeah, just, it's it's turned out to be a really good career. You know, and I, even when I first took the job, I wasn't planning on it being a long-term thing. I was like, yeah, maybe right. this is a few years. But, you know, here I am 13 years later and – you know, been in the district since. And so I, I taught building That's trades cool. for 10 years, um, where we basically built 10 buildings over the, over that time. Jeez. And then the That's wood awesome. shop, and then the wood shop teacher left three years ago. Um, and, uh, when he left, they asked me to come in to take the wood shop job. And at that time I was kind of, I mean, when you've done building trades for 10 years, um, yeah. there's a lot of good things with it, but there's a lot of stressful things with it. I mean, you are ultimately building a house that a family is going to live in and you're doing it with 20 kids who have minimal <laughs> experience, you know? So, I mean, right. all the houses we did were good, but it just, it's just right. its own level of stress. And yeah, I, I feel like uh, building a house is stressful enough on its own, but when your crew doesn't have any experience, it steps it up a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so Really, I mean, part of it, too, was the idea of getting into a controlled shop where, um, you know, I, where I wouldn't be so slammed, you know, and I can, and there's a lot more um, creative freedom with this job. You know, there's right. with building trades, it was here's what you're going to do. And, you know, and there was kind of like a timeline that I would go through. And 
the other the other big advantage for me is I'm the head wrestling coach at the high school and being able to be in the building versus being outside of the building out in the community yeah. all day like being in the building has helped me there as well nice yeah <laughs> a wrestling coach what another uh, another solid thing to teach someone i remember <laughs> i always i always was okay wrestling because i had three older brothers so i was always <laughs> used to fighting people bigger and stronger so whenever <laughs> i would fight with people my age i'd usually come out on top but had a few friends who did wrestling and they always whooped my ass <laughs> they just knew the techniques man and i'd get all bent up like a pretzel so frustrated and you can't move and you have to tap oh man. yeah and, we're, and you guys you guys are in maryland right yeah, yeah. Yep. right yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of good wrestling out there on the east coast so yeah you well, whoever taught who whoever taught this kid did a good job <laughs> so you then you moved over into uh wood shop i um i like <clears throat> that you said that you had the more creative freedom and then also just the perspective of like now being in the classroom as opposed to right. out and out of the building it's it's amazing how just small things like that make a difference. You're like, oh, there's this whole life. There's this whole community that happens inside the building. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and you're, uh, Dustin, you're an English teacher, right? I'm, I'm an architecture teacher. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I yeah. That. That's fine. Okay. So, you so you teach architecture full time then? I do. Yep. I teach architecture. Wow. Um, and our focus at our school is on... Uh, design so architecture and fashion and graphic design are three main like focuses in baltimore city schools um we have and so the great thing about that is that my background is in art is in fine art i went to undergrad at maryland institute college of art um i went to grad school and got my master's in painting and then with with the intention to teach i wanted once i went into uh into college i kind of understood that i wanted to teach art um and then i started working at the school that I'm at now, which is Baltimore design school and, um, taught, uh, started working there as uh, the, in the office as the main like office assistant working with the assistant principal and principal at the time, because my, one of my best friends, she was the assistant principal. And so she knew I was looking for teaching jobs and she didn't have, I didn't have a background in teaching. I didn't have teaching education. Um, I just wanted to teach at the college level. Um, ideally, cause I think that's kind of, what most people would want to do because it's where you can then t- teach a bunch of people who really want to be there, <laughs> which is like uh, definitely different when you're teaching high schoolers or yeah. middle schoolers or anything oh, where sure. they're, they don't have a choice, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got into uh, Baltimore design school that way. And I was, I was, I worked behind the scenes for the first six years. And then um, three years ago, I started teaching the ninth graders, which was the intro to, um, design thinking class where they got a little taste of architecture, fashion and graphic design. Um, and then the year after, um, I was asked to move into the architecture role to take the place of our teacher, uh, before me. So then I've been teaching architecture for the last two years, but the great thing about our school and and the way we focus on it is that to me, it's, it's architecture, but it's also just 3d design thinking. So it's Mm -hmm. thinking like a, like a sculptor, and then focusing that type of thing and then like learning the skills um, and the drafting and all that, that also then goes along with being able to design and 
ideally, you know, build things. So I, it's nice. I can I can focus on building models and then doing drawings and then going back to building a full size something and then, you know, doing paper model. We do all sorts of different stuff, but it's definitely focused on uh, like three D design thinking. Probably a lot, a lot of conceptual work. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we don't we focus on I, like I focus on teaching my students how to think like designers. Um, yeah. Really, that's the main focus because all the technical stuff. If they really want to go into architecture, they really want to become some type of either designer or artist. Uh, I always say, and and the people around me who are helping develop our curriculum at the school, which is still relatively young, um, are saying like, teach them. You know, give them all that creative skill build them up that way give them the skills yeah. that they the kind of the basic skills to get them interested and then and then let the colleges really like push them into the full you know like all the all the programs all the technical yeah. stuff you know they, they they're just like encourage them get them get them thinking like designers get them creative get them thinking like artists and then we can mm. we can give them all the technical skills that they'll need that's uh, a great, later that's a they, great yeah that's a great point i like that because yeah you're um yeah, you can teach those other things later, like the the te- right. more technical stuff. And like something that I picked up when I when I first got the building trades job, um, I was looking for some professional development and stuff like that. And I I had yep. I was still single at the time, so I signed up for just like a an entry level um, uh, CAD class at a local yep. college. And I went up there just to basically learn how to do it, and then and I but I skipped I skipped over the one that taught all the commands, and I just went oh, straight no. <laughs> to the one that you were actually designing it. I was like the commands, were, I'm like that doesn't sound any fun. I'm like I just want to go straight <laughs> to the design one. And the guy, luckily, the guy knew my dad, and so he like knew that I had the construction background. But he's like, well, he goes, you're way ahead of everyone where like you know the materials and stuff because they were all you know just like you know they didn't know anything about construction so when it came down to like computer side yeah right so when it came down to like drawing a you know if you were like drawing a side elevation and you had to show exposed framing and you had to show that the you know the studs are an inch and a half wide not they're they're two by fours but they're 1.5 inches like thick right right? so i knew all that stuff but i was still like three years behind everybody because it would take (laughs) me forever but luckily the guy that was teaching it was very helpful to me and helped me out but but that was uh what one thing that he told me though was that he goes uh, similar to what you were talking about was that uh not to worry I asked him about teaching CAD to high schoolers and he's like, well, he goes, it's fine. But the issue is you're going to teach kids that are, you know, sophomores, juniors, seniors, and this technology is moving so fast that he's Mm -hmm. like, you're, he goes, if they don't are, if they aren't consistently staying with it, by the time they Mm -hmm. get back into it, they're going to be so outdated on it. And he's like, you're better off just teaching concepts to it. So yeah. that's what I, yep. I I taught like a drafting course, and that's that's what I tried to focus on, just the basics to it. Right. right. That, that I think that conceptual teaching and giving a broad knowledge of something to get people interested is in it's uh, kind of like uh, I don't know. In, in my film school, they would yes, we learned the gear and we had gear classes, but we also needed to learn why shots are the way they are, why you set things up, why lighting. Yes, you can know how to do the lighting, but 
what makes this work. So mm-hmm. when they do upgrade all the stuff or the editing programs, you know you still the buttons are different, but the uh, technique to make something uh, uh, decent is the same. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Which, by the yeah, way, absolutely. by the way, yeah. while we're talking about that, I just that's one of the things that drew me. Um, I don't remember the first video of yours that I watched or when I started following along with you guys, but I like your your video content is just awesome, and I just I love the way that you guys present it. I love the the long form, and it's not I don't like. I've really gotten worn out of all of the the Instagrammy type stuff that it's like mm. right. here's here's all this content in fifteen seconds. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like I like just really appreciate what you guys do. Um, somebody else like you guys know uh, Andy Rawls, do you follow him? Yeah, we actually had he was on uh, he was one of our he was our first uh, guests on the oh, podcast. Was he? Awesome. And yeah, he like I yeah, I know yeah I love it yeah I I love the way, like his videos are similar to the way just at least the way that he presents the content and just right. really respect it so kudos to I appreciate you guys. that thank you thank you yeah uh, yeah that, I mean I, I know we we always harp on this but you wanna you wanna present something if you're lucky enough to get people's eyes on your stuff you wanna present it uh, clearly and uh, as well as you can but. You're right. They'll they could they could build a house and they'll show it on Instagram in in a in 45 seconds. <laughs> you're like, yeah, that that was entertaining, but I don't I don't take anything away from it. Right. <clears throat> I think that's that's the other thing is that we wanted to uh, we wanted to show a process, but also teach it somewhat. I mean, obviously, I th- well, I, I do think. I mean, I can say for myself that I learned how to make knives from watching people do it on videos. Like I, I think originally it was from Vimeo and then I started watching YouTube and then, you know, it, that's how I started. That's how I learned how to start making knives. That's how I learned how to hang axes. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I learned, my hobbies that we show on the channel were learned from w- watching other people do it. So when we decided to start a channel, it was like, well, I want to, I want to do this stuff and it's interesting to watch the whole process. And I also want to, anytime that something comes up that I think about, that's not just completely self-explanatory in what I'm showing. I'll say to Devin, like, all right, I'm going to talk about this. So then he'll know that there's something that there's more than just what I'm showing. I'm going to say there's this trick, something you can do to hopefully pass along that little tidbit of knowledge that will then help someone to do it in the future. And like you, what you were saying, Dev, with um, learning the technique behind something, you, you understand why something works. And then right. if you understand why it works, it doesn't matter the avenue that you get there. You can yeah. understand that, you know, this type of thing with my background in art, you know, this composition is working because there's a flow to it. And it doesn't matter what I put inside of this rectangle, the composition, I can always make it work because mm. of that flow, because of the weight of imagery or, you know, and I think that also helps with making anything 3D. So when I make a knife and I'm looking at the handle and the balance seems off or if it's if the lines aren't exactly right I can see that stuff because it's like that that trained eye of what works and what doesn't um, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to teach but once you can teach it then it sticks with people <laughs> and they can implement it into anything right um, Justin do they uh, they still do the uh, house building program yeah in your district yep yeah they've they've hired there's been a couple of guys there was a guy that like filled in for a year or two behind me 
and then they have another local contractor now. How nice. so? What what size of a house is it, and how much do you? Is there a program that you're selling to selling it for lower, or like what's the price and size of a house that you're working on? Yeah, we on average um, we were building anywhere from like a like a maybe twelve fifty up to a fifteen hundred square foot three bedroom two bath ranch on a crawl space. Mm. Um, mm. You know, just mm. a, a nice sized house. Um, we so we would normally I think on an average year we'd have anywhere from a hundred and five to a hundred and ten thousand dollars of material into it. And then yeah. we would really just kind of turn around and ask for that. Well we just basically wanted to break even. Um mm, right. so that was the main thing was that, you know, we're were we at least just covering our bases. So you know, we'd have, and I said, one hundred five to one hundred ten thousand in material. There would be some subcontractor prices there because we didn't do the foundation. Uh, right. We, uh, I always hired out the drywall, both to hang and finish, because that's you know <laughs> nice. that's the type of thing that like, yeah, it literally could that could drag on forever with kids. And then right. also, <laughs> if you don't get that right, you know, you're really it's going to look bad. You know, and, and yeah. even though it's just drywall people are going to that's one of the first things that they're going to see when they walk into a house so um yeah, yeah. right yeah any anyone would notice that yeah no right. one needs education <laughs> that hey that wall's not right or there's a gap yeah yeah right <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking what they need to do now i feel like kids uh, what's the it's like a weird percentage like 40 percent of kids like when you want to grow up, they say like YouTuber or something like that. <laughs> it's a crazy high number. So what you should do is you have a program where people learn video production. You have you have one crew of kids, and then you have a, this old house high school like edition. So they're learning how to shoot it and edit it, and then the other kids are building the house. I that's a great idea, and I have I've kicked around. I, I will say not nearly as extensive as that. But like, mm. yeah. But the idea of just having students make a video—I've even thought about just doing that in my own woodshop class, and just saying, yeah, like, yeah. you know, look, even it could be a three-minute video. You don't have to talk or anything. You just have to show your process, you know. Right. And I think that that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that would be awesome. And and I think you could. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know about the kind of. I was I was thinking like it'd be kind of cool. You could say you know you guys make this and maybe you make a compilation of all your students' videos and you put it on your channel. Um, I don't know if there's kind of legal stuff behind that or what you know, but but you know that at least they would know that then they would have the exposure of the amount of people who already follow you you know on Instagram and then also on on YouTube and then like have something get out in the world um, that would actually you know some yeah. people would see which is really yeah. cool cause oh, that's, that's I think that's the biggest thing is getting over that hurdle that like oh if I start a YouTube channel I'm starting with no followers or no subscribers and I gotta mm -hmm. you know it takes time it does take time to get going um, but having that like yeah I, you know that might be yeah it might be kind of a fun thing like you already yeah. have the established channel and I've I've talked to my students about that before they're like we should do this let's put it on the channel and I'm like eh, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> which but by the I way I do yeah. think it would be fun yeah <laughs> congratulations on 100k that's awesome thank you thank you very much yeah that's yeah that 
kind of I feel like it's kind of snuck up on us. <laughs> we were uh, well, kind we were, of, but but yeah. it also you you sit for so long thinking about it, yeah, and then yeah. finally you get some steam and you make it. But it did it takes it takes a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys, like I said, I, the the quality is awesome. You know, both just in what you guys are doing, like on your videos, and you know what you're doing, Dustin, and then just the video itself is just. The, yeah. It's a good marriage for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, we uh, yeah we're, we we work well together. It's nice. But yeah, Justin, I was, I was going through all your videos. I'm really digging them. But now that I know that you have made many full houses, I want to see more than you just putting in a window. I want to <laughs> see like so, I want to see so much more. <laughs> yeah, right. That's it's well, and and really recently, as I've you know a couple years ago got away well i won't say got away from building i'm still building in my summers i'm actually like right now i'm actually on on my weekend on what i should say is on my available weekends and my available (laughs) evenings um i'm in the middle of a pretty good sized job just for someone locally um she called me last summer like needed new windows so we what well, we ended up replacing ten windows. I did a little bit of work in her bathroom, but then right now yeah. I'm retrimming out her whole house, and we're putting in a new Jeez. kitchen for. Her. And it's just like the the one thing about that that I'm kind of cautious about. Like number one, it's pretty basic stuff, at least to me. But also right. going into somebody else's house and like recording right. a bunch, I kind of hesitate a little bit. Like. Normally, if I'm doing work, like maybe I'm doing some work here in my shop that's going to go somewhere, um, right. I'll do that. Now, I will say this, though. I do have – I'm pretty excited about this. I do have a timber framing job that I'm going to start – I'm going to – I don't know. I'm going to try and get the timbers delivered um, to me in maybe April. And then mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be – it's a 12 by 26 room edition sunroom on the back of someone's house. And I talked them into letting me timber frame it. And so I'm pretty excited nice. about that. And so that will, I've got a friend that's going to help me. We'll, we'll cut all the joinery and do everything here in my shop. And then we'll just send everything up there and then, you know, put that's it up in a day. So I'm pretty excited about so, that. So. Is that is that house? Is it already in that style? Like, will it? Um, no. Is it, is it like a standard? No. Okay. Yeah. No. It's it's like a nineteen ninety eight uh, two oh, yeah. story four bedroom two bed. You know, just the typical right. um, you know houses that were kind of built during that time. Just a big square. But I told them right. I was my my pitch. My pitch was, um, look, I'm like we we could do. I I had shown in some pictures and gave them some ideas and. I said, look, I'm like, if you want to really set yourself apart in this neighborhood a little bit and like have something that looks really different, but looks yeah. really cool. And the guy told me he was into hunting and stuff. And so I kind nice. of I'm pitch, I'm like, it'll be like your own little, you know, attached cabin to yourself here, to your house. That's so. <laughs> sweet. Yeah. And so, yeah. So you, you, will you have like, like <laughs> as much of it exposed on the inside? So all that. Yeah. Yeah. I think what, awesome. yeah, I think what we're going to do is primarily from the outside, it is just going to look like an addition. Um, we're right, just going to kind of match, match yeah. suit with everything that's out there. There's if, as soon as, if we start like exposing rafters on the eaves and stuff, it's like, right. the, I was, 
I'll be honest with you, I was surprised that I got the job because we bid it high because it's just, it's going to take a lot of work to do it. Um, right. But, so I wasn't for sure they'd go with it, but but yeah, they're pretty excited about it. And so it'll, everything will be exposed on the inside. So I'm pretty, nice. it's going to be neat. That is, that's so sweet. It's like, a, what do you call them? Um, sleeper cars, right? Mm-hmm. When people put, uh, they put like, they get a, like a, not a Honda, but they get an old car and they put the best engine in it and it can just blast through people. So it's a sleeper house. Yeah. So right. when, when he brings his buddy over, it looks like just a, 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 a normal old boring house. And he's like, come on back here. You want some whiskey? Like want to see the things I shot and killed? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cabbing attachment. Nice. <laughs> That's so cool. I've, I've been slightly obsessed. I was just talking to Dustin the other night when I went over to shoot with some type of small timber frame tiny house cabin thing that I want to do now this is far in the future because I need an actual house right uh, you know <laughs> I'm renting now so I can't do that now but man I'm just becoming obsessed with that type of thing and and oh, yeah. looking at those little and then so I could, you know you could put an office in it and a little spot to hang and you know a podcasting area man I, I that, that stuff is so cool yeah, it's and yeah. I, as I've as I've really gotten into timber framing, I I just I mean you know and and you guys appreciate all these same things too, where it's just like there's it is a very it's a very honest trade, like you can't really hide anything with it, and it's like when you walk into a really, especially what I love doing is walking into like old buildings, or an old barn that's been timber framed. You normally you can see all the the axe hewn you know marks yeah. and hmm, yeah. you can just kind of see I you know and to me um, you know just going into houses that just look the same and there's no real yeah. character to them or anything like that that's something that's drawn my attention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that that goes back to like Devin's quote just about like you can see like this you can see how this was made you can you know and then being the person to make that and have it finalized in there and working and holding up and supporting and then also housing your family like that's that's a pretty awesome goal and uh thing to touch on i did want to um touch on a little bit about uh well, maybe i'll maybe i'll come back to this but um you had actually reached out to us beforehand um, as we were talking about doing the podcast about uh, talking to us a little bit about the lean-to that we're going to be building on the outside of our house, outside of my house here. Um, Now, the idea for that is that we'll be building a little lean-to, maybe 10 by 12 or so, um, self-supported, but but up against the house. um, And then underneath that, I'll be fitting out my smithy which i'm super excited about because (laughs) i've been kind of putting together all these little pieces of blacksmithing stuff Mm -hmm. um so that's i'm 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 pumped but uh, i had a couple questions for you Um, for sure so my so my thought um is that originally i was like okay well I'll, i'll you know dig holes pour concrete and put in my 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 verticals first but i was thinking um i i rent here where I am, this this the place that we are, where the shop is, and all. It's I've been a long term renter here. Um, I was thinking that I would like to kind of possibly make it not as permanent as that. Um, so my initial thought was just to do those kind of concrete, 
you know, block footer type things that you would put on underneath of some supports on like a deck. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Or do you have a suggestion of what I could do if I want to, if I want to make this kind of some somewhat semi-permanent where it's maybe not, you know, concrete into the ground. Um, is there something like that that I could get that is, is maybe a little bit structural or heavy enough that it'll, it'll like, I don't, there's, we're not in a super windy area here in Maryland, but we have some snow occasionally, but nothing yeah. like feet and feet. So it doesn't, my thing doesn't have to be super structural, but you're I also don't want it to blow over. You're, you're wanting something that you can possibly take back down someday and take the materials with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what, <laughs> yeah, <you> what, got <laughs> it. what size, what are your dimensions? I'm thinking, so I'm thinking for my roof, I'm thinking 10 by 12 and then maybe eight by 10 for the, for the verticals. Okay. So my floor, my, my ground plan would be eight by 10. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing that I would recommend, how long, how, like, what do you think? Like at least five years? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I'll be, I mean, we'll be, we'll, we'll only be here for, for several more years. And even if, you know, even if it is something where you would right. like, I, I kind of want to reach out for people. If people are like, "Yeah, you should just do it in the ground," like I can always cut it off later. Like that's not a huge deal. Right. If I need, if or I want to move, the right. thought, or, or the yeah, thing that I'm thinking about it, do you guys follow uh, Kyle Stumpenhorst from RR Buildings? No. You guys know? Kyle? Oh yeah, 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 yep. So he, the way that he um, builds his post frames um, yep. <clears throat> is that they drill out. They drill out into the ground, they pour their concrete, but then they have a bracket. Um, I mean, a lot of guys do it this way, but he's a good one right. because he, you, you can look his stuff up yeah, really Yeah, we can easy. watch it on YouTube. Right. Yeah. And so when the concrete is still wet, then they're setting a, a standoff bracket, basically that has um, some rebar in it that squishes down into the wet concrete with that basically right. picture just like a U-shaped bracket that then they, yep. they would sit on and then your post will just connect to that. That would probably gotcha. be the easiest way to do it. Um, right. That would be, it would be more stable than doing the concrete like blocks that you're talking about. But I mean, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, if you're only talking about a few years with the concrete blocks hold up, yeah, they would. I mean, for what right, you're right. wanting to do. So it's, it yeah. wouldn't be, it wouldn't be something that you'd probably want to do if this was like, Hey, we're going to be here 10 to 20 years or whatever. Yeah, but. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's, <clears throat> that's kind of my, you, you hit it on hitting the nail on the head. Like I'm thinking maybe at some point I'd like to take it down and bring it with me if, if we do move. Um, mm-hmm. and also any, anytime I'm thinking about a project, the, the amount of time it takes always comes into play because we almost always record the, you know, our projects. So, I was, you know, that, that came into my mind. Now, sometimes that makes sense to think about, okay, well, what's the way that I can do this that will work effectively, but also won't take so long that it stretches out videos for a really long amount of time. Um, and the, you know, the time difference between that, like we can, I think, you know, planning things out, like if we're going to be building this, we can pour footers, you know, or, you know, pour the concrete supports and put in the, the rebar one day. And then for the rest of the day, work on building out the frames and the supports and getting everything ready. So then the next day it's all ready to go. Right. But yeah. that's always, that always comes into my mind. Like right. how long is something going to take? Um, can I do something that'll take quicker, but also be just as effective. So that way then we can move through a project in a reasonable amount of time because, you know, doing, doing, like you said, long form videos, we put a decent amount of time into them, but then we also want to be able to put out, 
a product in a relatively quick amount of time so we're not going you know a month between videos because then yeah. you know people start to not watch <laughs> yeah so, but you know I, I i'm we you do have to do it right, right i mean yes. uh, you know the knife and bow videos they take forever anyway so <laughs> it's it's like six or seven shooting days so if the if the lean to takes three days um <laughs> Uh, yeah. And also, I mean, I guess you could just cut off the uprights or the roofing section when we leave. You could bury the concrete, and then no one would know until you know someone tried to plant a garden or something. <laughs> right? Yeah. By then, you're long gone. You've already got your yes. deposit back by then. So See you suckers. <laughs> good. <laughs> good luck with your cucumbers. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I. Uh, what was I going to say? I was thinking about. Um, oh, the smithy. Uh, you're. Yeah. Justin, your videos on those simple um, wood tables, like the slabs. Oh yeah, the yeah. The, the rounds and the legs. The, yeah. I I love them. I, I really like the videos of it, but it's such a simple thing. Even I feel like I can do it. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm always watching. I'm always watching Dustin do stuff, but it's I, I don't do as much. I I always say like I will do one of something, and then Dustin will do a hundred. <laughs> so I move on to the next project and do one of it, and then he does a hundred of them. So <laughs> something like that I love. But I was thinking, I, what, what's the video called? Is it um, a organic? You did a video recently. Oh Justin. yeah, I, I, I forget. I what can't it's called. I, honestly. I can't remember. What is it on YouTube? How to make an organic table? Uh, no, gl no glue, no screws, green woodworking. Well, yeah, he's on it. <laughs> it is. <There> you go. <laughs> no, they they are super simple. Um, those are so that I uh, so locally. Um, I mean, I live outside of a town of a thousand people. So, like the nearest, yeah. I don't know, the nearest stoplight to me is twenty minutes away. So, like we, <laughs> you know, in other words, like everybody kind of leaves us alone. And in my local <laughs> town, we have like a, a log dump in there where. Basically, like if a storm comes through or something like that, or somebody cuts down a big tree, instead of, you know, burning it or not having a place to go with it in their yard, people can take it to this local dump. It's just like behind some municipality buildings. And right. they can just dump like logs and big branches. And basically, they'll let, it get, they'll let a real big pile get built up and then they'll burn it once a year. So I know, oh, the, wow. I know the guys that work in there. And I'm like, hey, I'm like, we, I was, our church did a thing a few years ago where we were like cleaning up around the schools and stuff like that. And I go back there and there are just, there are like the, there are ash like logs out there that are like 30 inches in diameter, like 10, 12 foot <laughs> long, straight grained. I'm like, what what's going on with this place this is like like you know this is like everybody else is like this is where they're throwing all the trash and i'm like this is like a gold mine right here yeah right so exactly. so um we so i went there and asked them i'm like what's going on and they're like well we just burned the stuff up and i'm like can i come in here oh. and use this and they were like yeah so they just about i don't know once every few months or once every six months i'll just head into there and I'll find, sometimes you'll find big logs or, you know, just interesting stuff to work with. And um, yep. so with those, I there were some big sycamore slabs. And those sycamore slabs, like the biggest ones were, four, I think they were 42 inches in diameter. And no, they wow, were all geez. cut like 
10 to 12 inches long. Like somebody had a big chainsaw because they were able to get through yeah. it. And so I grabbed like four or five of these like cookies. And then nice. all I, yeah, if you go watch the video, literally all I do is I take an inch and a half bit and I, I ran, I, I drill three holes at about, I just guess really at anywhere from like a seven to 10 degree angle. So they kind of, so the yes. legs kind of splay out a little bit. <laughs> and, um, and then I just, you know, just, I'm, I'm not very good at carving, but I do, I enjoy it and I'll take like a small carving hatchet and I'll just, yeah. uh, cut the legs, cut like one end down to that inch and a half. Uh, to, like taper it down and then just drive those three legs in and yeah you got a table and what's awesome about them is i've probably got five or six of them laying around here um my friend oh, nice. my friend tracy uh is he does a lot of those and um he's the one that taught me how to do them and but what's awesome about them is they're they cost you pretty much nothing you can make yeah. them in like an hour you know two hours max right. And then you have five or six of them around the shop and you use them up and you know, five years down the road when they fall apart or they break or they start splitting, you just throw that in the firewood and you make another one. So nice. for, for yeah. like what you, for like out by your, uh, your Smithy shop that you guys are wanting to do, mm -hmm. they would be yeah. to have a couple of them just sitting out there. You could leave them out all year. They get rained on, they get snowed on. No big deal. Right. Yeah. All that heavy, uh, uh, steel stuff anything you're working on that's and yeah justin that's exactly what i was gonna say i said dust now we have to make <laughs> one of those i think i got some um some some rounds up up the hill they were cutting right. down some trees and they left some stuff we should make one of those or you know if justin keeps giving you tips we'll make one of his <laughs> tables and then <laughs> shout him out during the during the the smithy build there you yeah. Go. yeah make yeah. making a dietrich wood shop <laughs> maker shop <laughs> and, table and, and table <laughs> yeah yeah they're they're fun awesome. and like and i've made like i made i used one of the big sycamore slabs as like a coffee table out by our fire pit so i just yeah. leave it out there and then when friends are over and stuff we use it to put food on and drinks on or whatever you know i was going to yeah. mention that i actually saw that i i went i was i was uh watching one of your videos uh maybe a day or two ago um on you making your the uh the clubhouse door for your boys <laughs> and oh, as yeah. you as you kind of panned by there when you were like come on i want to show you something come on out you like panned by your your the area outside and i saw one of those the tables out there and i was like oh, oh yeah. that's the table they did from the video yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a great video though i love like uh the other thing i want to mention was like in the beginning of that video you like carrying the camera over and you set it down and then you kind of walk into this like space that just has tons of wood it, like piles and piles of wood in it <laughs> what's that space that's just next to your shop that's just like your wood space <laughs> was it i think i think if it's the space i'm thinking about it's like the other half of my wood shop yeah, yeah. was it just it was, kind of yeah, what, was there like some like shop. junk in there too and like was yeah there a little bit yep. of everything <laughs> yeah that's just yeah. like another yeah that's the other half of our of our wood shop that nice. i right now it's just been literally a catch-all it's like the place where it's right. like, I don't know what to do with it. Oh, it goes in here then because I, that's where I don't know what to do with any of this stuff. So. Right. <laughs> and is that, is that a shop that's at your house? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Have, yeah that's the one. Yeah. That's, that's not your, not your school shop. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Right. Um, nice. 
I, I wanted to bring up something. Uh, th- is that your like? Is that your family home? That 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 house you're in now? Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, my wife and I, we bought. I'm trying to think here. My son was born in 2014, so we moved out here in 2013. We bought this property from my parents in 2013. So yeah, but this uh-huh. is the house. This is the house that I grew up in, my brother and I. So it's it's a little odd because I sleep in the room now that I slept in growing up, and uh, <laughs> you know, and it, it's funny because you know uh, my parents raised me and my brother out here, and now I'm raising two boys out here, yeah. and just a lot of a lot of similarities and a lot of things happen, and and I, uh, you know, like sometimes. I haven't gotten this direct comment, but sometimes I get a little bit of a feeling of like, ah, oh, he didn't he didn't get too far from home, or you know, like he didn't, you know, maybe right, maybe right. that idea of like, ah, uh, you know, closed minded or something like that. And <laughs> I just right. I've really enjoyed like I love you know raising the boys out here, and we have, yeah. you know, we I mean we're on three acres, we have two cricks that run on each side of us that you know we'll go down and i'll take the boys down there and they're still small enough that they enjoy you know going down there and it's like well we're just gonna see a bunch of sticks and if we're lucky we might see like some (laughs) small fish or something but but you know to (laughs) them it's still a big mystery of what we're gonna see so you know it's a lot of fun yeah and i mean if if anyone has the chance to buy like the family farm they're going to do it and it why would you leave a place or if you had a chance to raise a family in the place that you grew up on a on a kind of a farmland area man why not it, it, yeah it's such a beautiful house you have there um uh two things your attic whatever is way up top is awesome and i want to yeah. know what you want to do with that in the future <laughs> sure. and then another thing is i feel like yeah you need to do some type of uh timber framed uh, building. I know you got a bunch of buildings around, but like a little uh, uh, a man caves like thing mm-hmm. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> you could stream Instagram. It's got like a fireplace. I'm thinking fur yeah. on the side. And <laughs> so, you just wanted to build it so you can watch and then do your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So build it, and then I will try to do my. Own. <laughs> I'll have you, you guys can come out. Well, okay. So ultimately, I will I will share a quick secret. What was your? Oh, you oh. real quick. You asked about the attic. the attic. Yeah, that that attic is one of the coolest features of this house, and. So I've mm-hmm. spent one of the things that we wanted to do, and it's it's been so time-consuming for me to do this, and a little dangerous, but it's been worth it, <laughs> which is we have, there's three gables on the house, on the, on the attic level, and yep. there were windows in those gables, but back in the mid-90s mm. when my dad put new siding up, he just, he put like some old vinyl fish gale siding over the gables and just went right over the windows on it so what we ended up doing starting like a year and a half ago was i we had a hailstorm that busted up a lot of that vinyl and so i was like well it needs to go anyways so the the part that wasn't fun was being about you know 30 feet up in the air and peeling that stuff off but um (laughs) we used some lp smart side and we did like a board and bat look to it and I added, nice. I yeah, put yeah. windows back in up there, so that got natural light back into that attic. And yeah, yeah the plan is that we're going to finish that area, 
and what we've kind of thought about is having like uh, I guess like a like a, I, I won't call it a theater room because it's not going to be like just a theater room or or mm. ex- that extravagant, but kind of like right. a game room and maybe put like something up there because you know when the boys are a little bit older they're probably gonna need a place to take their buddies and stuff like that so yeah right but then my yeah, longer that's awesome yeah my longer term goal you asked about like doing like a timber frame like building for a cool shop so yeah. i've hosted some classes out here um in my wood shop some like carving classes uh, I want to start hosting some blacksmithing classes eventually. I'm horrible at blacksmithing. I'm like, <laughs> like playing with clay basically, you know, like silly putty. But, um, but I enjoy it though. Like I watch what you guys do, and I'm just in awe of of everything. But the one thing I want to do is we have a barn that my neighbors are using, and right now they're they're using it to raise out some cattle. Uh, on here we just let them use it we we do get a quarter right. beef out of it so i shouldn't say it's for go. nothing yeah. it's nice. well worth it but right um my plan is that i'm gonna take that building and because that building isn't that old but what i want to do is basically i want to do like a faux timber frame where it would it would it would be a real timber frame but basically just do a timber frame on the inside of it and then i would like right. to really kind of dress that building up to be like I guess an events building is what I'm kind of thinking, but it would be, I I would host classes there, like maybe like a weekend class where people could come out. Um, Like I'd love to like, I I enjoy hiring people to come out and teach the class. So like, for example, you know, like we could get you guys out and you guys could come put on a knife making class or something like that. And like where, Right. And so I'd kind of like to do some things with the property where people could stay. I'd have places for people to stay here so they didn't have to spend money on a hotel. And then, yeah. um, and like I said, you know, just kind of maybe over my summers, you know, use it over like three or four weekends, maybe, you know, a couple weekends in the spring, a couple weekends in the fall and yeah. do yeah, some stuff I, I like mean, that. Shoot, we might have to just uh, bring a few of the biggest trucks we can and come visit, and then visit that lumber spot. <laughs> <laughs> that'll that'll pay for the trip right there. There you go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, that uh, that's a perfect transition into uh, into your kind of experience with the Maker Camp um, up in uh, New York, and also the class you took there. So you've been so. I think I'm right thinking that I know you took you took the class there. The the um, the woodworking class and then you went back from maker camp last year in 2019 is that correct yes let me think here nice yeah 2019 uh, was the first two one years they did. Ago. right yeah yeah two years ago years. right yeah and then and then this past year in 2020 when they had to switch over to all the virtual you did a you, that's when you did the timber framing class as well yeah i did right? like a demo on that's it basically so, cool. so i had like I so know. austin handle who his he's the younger kid um, right. I that shouldn't call form, him a kid. Right. right. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, his family is the one that owns it. And this was like the, the maker camp was all his doing. And, um, yeah. the first year that they put it on was yeah 2019 and it was really cool. And I, the one thing that I really appreciated about, about what he's doing is it's a very organic event. Um, mm, it's not, nice. Uh, I've seen a couple of them that feel, I, I kind of feel like 
oh well you ha- you have to be a big instagrammer youtuber you got to have a big following or or that's right. kind of what the whole thing is about is about you know getting big on these platforms which that's a great thing but i'm just saying for this it was much more about just meeting people in the community of yeah. the types of people that are interested in the same things that you're in um you know jimmy duresta is out there um and a lot yeah. of other big names were out there but and have you, have you guys met jimmy before no we haven't and he's, <clears throat> um but yeah okay yeah he he just jimmy just creates an atmosphere around him that's just fun to be around you know i mean he's very yeah. he's just a very down down to earth person and a lot of people out there are that way yeah yeah i feel i feel like that's that's the uh the job of like I would I would feel like if I went there, whoever's the biggest name, they have to kind of put out the vibe. Like it, it's cool, guys. It's cool. I'm just a dude. Let's have some fun. Like, yeah. Let's learn some stuff. Have some dinner. Have some drinks. It's cool. Like chill. Yeah, and that's and what Austin's done out there is just he's done a really good because it's you're in the Catskill Mountains. It's freaking beautiful. Yeah. It's October. I mean, all the trees yeah. are orange and red and. The yeah. weather, like for blacksmithing, the weather's perfect. I mean, it's cool in the yep. evenings. Like Jesse, uh, Jesse Savage is out there. Yep. Um, Keith Mitchell, if you know him, Shipwright. Uh, I can't remember his yep. handle, but all those guys, like, just awesome. Was that the uh, Was that the one we were going to go to last year, Dust? It was. So I have a story about that. So <clears throat> in 2019, um, for that Makers Camp, I was kind of I was looking at it as like a possible thing to go to that year. Um, and I like, I kept seeing it pop up and I heard Jimmy talking about it. And then I saw it, like I started following the Instagram, the maker camp Instagram handle. And it just so happened that that same weekend, our cousin, uh, who lives up in Ottawa got married. So, we were that weekend was like we had to drive we had to drive up to ottawa from baltimore and we you know we drove through new york <laughs> i said to my wife i was like we're coming back on like a I think we i guess we came back on sunday so it would have been the last day and i was like can, can we make a detour it'll only be like an eight hour detour <laughs> it was like all of upper upstate new york we'd have to drive all the way across i would have had a hard so, i would have had a hard time not being like honey can you just like drop me off i mean you know i'm not gonna have any like just come back and pick me up in a couple days it was it's my cousin's wedding so it was like, <laughs> like no but yeah so we we drove up to ottawa um but yeah so so that one we missed um or that i missed and i was i was like I was pretty bummed about it because I just thought that'd be so much fun. And then I started seeing all these videos and like Laura Kampf came over and yep. just like so many cool people were there. I was like, man, that would have been so much fun. And <laughs> like all the modern forge guys and, yeah. and uh, yeah. So then, so then pretty much right away I started talking to Devin. I was like, we're a hundred percent going back next year. We're going to go, you know, we'll both go like, I was like, I'm going to go. If you want to come with me, that's awesome. We can go together. You know, we could like shoot some stuff, but just go and have fun and just meet some people in the community. Sure. And then, of course throughout the summer you know it's like yeah we're still gonna have it or no we're not gonna have it and then they were gonna you know then it just like unfortunately got postponed i did um end up catching a bunch of those the the live uh you know classes and stuff which was pretty cool yeah and i and i I think austin did a great job of that too because he still was able to provide something you know it's still it kind of kept 
um, the maker camp on everybody's mind and, you know, it made people think, hey, come back, you know, jump, jump back in next year, buy tickets for next year. So, so, but the, the plan is they have timbers out there cut. Like the plan was that we were going to build, we were going to timber frame a building over the, over the weekend. And it was going to be like a, it was going to be like a community event. So like if somebody wanted to sit down and like cut out a mortise or cut a tenon or do something like that, you know, or hey, help us stand this bent or hand up some rafters. We were going to try and make it like a community project throughout the weekend. Yeah, barn raising. Yeah. (laughs) Right, an old old fashioned Amish Amish (laughs) barn raising. So, yeah. Uh, That'd be so cool. Yeah, well, hopefully we can can do it this year because I'm sure we'll we'll definitely be there. And uh, that's another thing. I have to find a good balance, like how much I can shoot. Like and, and what what we how much we want to shoot how much I want to be in people's faces and how much <laughs> I just want to I just want to go to learn I, I don't know right yeah uh, yeah and that was that was like my idea was just and and at the time when the first one happened in 2019 and then also last year in 2020 um, we didn't have the pot no I guess I guess we did have the podcast but you know it was just it was just another way to to become more part of the community of makers and i was like i just want to go up and hang out and meet some people and just you know just chat and just be more of the part of the community because it's i feel like it's such a welcoming community and um and i've i've no i've found out more recently that like more people listen to the podcast than i thought and people who i really respect and i've been following them they they follow me and that's it's just so cool when you you realize that I don't know. It humbles me to know that there are there's this community there that of people that are really like, you know, connected and just doing cool stuff and that and that we're part of that community. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and I f- I feel like especially after this year, it's I have such me personally, such a desire just to connect with anyone other than our right, normal yeah. what we're yeah. doing now or our small circles. I just want to go to a place where there's a bunch of people <laughs> I can hang out and talk to. Like it's such a, a weird desire that we just got used to doing and then all of a sudden it's gone and man, if we can get back to that this year, uh it's gonna be it's I feel like it's all the events are gonna be that much better. Ten ten times as good. Mm-hmm. If you ever go to a yeah. concert or you see a show, anything, <laughs> or you go to something like uh the you know, makers camp, man. Uh it'd be great. Yeah. Yep, I completely agree. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk to you about kind of two more things. One being your YouTube channel, um, which I, I really enjoy the things that you do. And when did, when did you start that? And um, I know that you do some stuff in your shop, you know, at, at the school and then you do some stuff in your own shop. Like how'd you kind of get into doing YouTube videos? Um, I, I'm, Actually, I think it really started where, uh, I mean, I just like everybody watching Jimmy Duresta videos was like the first thing that I was like, what is that? Like, I remember the first Jimmy Duresta video I watched and it was like, all of a sudden it was like three hours later on a Sunday afternoon. And I'm like, what has been going on? I've been watching these videos, you know, and, um, you've been annoying your wife with high speed, uh, shop sounds for three hours. So my wife's always like, are you watching Jimmy Duresta video again? I'm like, no, yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, um, I think it was, uh, yeah, just kind of watching that. And then honestly, I remember I was trying to, I was trying to get my building trade students to make some safety videos. And so, you know, that was a little bit of it. And then, 
all of a sudden it was like, well, I, I've never, my problem with, with trying to make videos is I just, I'm so impatient with it. Like I just yep. end up wanting to just get the job done that I'm like, right. I'm just going <laughs> to stop recording. And so I've tried, I'm trying to do a better job at making time to do those things. Um, there's, I don't know if you saw, I've, last summer I bought a paddleboard kit from Jarvis. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I, I, you I just posted about that today, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I just, well, I'm just starting to get back to it a little bit. Nice. So I got like, like I hit it really hard in in August and September because I was like, I want to get on the water this fall. And then uh, life happened. And then all of a sudden it's <laughs> January and I haven't even touched it, you know? So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I've had a few people message me and like, Hey, when, when are you getting, when's uh, episode three coming out of the paddleboard build? Yeah, right. And I'm like, it's coming. I promise. So today <laughs> I, I had to do a couple things on it today. So I'm hoping I can start recording on that again. And nice. I, I tried to, I did, we went remote, um, in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I tried to make a few mm -hmm. videos for some of my students for some things that I went ahead and posted on there. And I just mm -hmm. like, and like I said earlier, I watch what you guys do and I'm like, man, I need, I need a Devon. That's what I need. <laughs> yeah, I just, right. Exactly. <laughs> we all need a Devon. I don't have a Devon. <laughs> I need one. <laughs> so if anybody listening, if you know of any Devons in central Illinois, send them my way. <laughs> Cause my, I have a brother, but he's not as cool as you Devon. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's there's a uh, I don't know. I th there's kind of a vlog style to what you do, which feels feels uh, like intimate or almost like personal. Mm -hmm. Like the way, like I said, I watched the video where you were building the door to the playhouse for your sons. And in the beginning, you're just like, it's just the camera on you. And you're like, bum, you're like humming and you're just walking <laughs> across the shop. Like, bum, 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 bum. and then you like put the camera down and you get the wood. And I was like, Oh, it's, it starts like so nice. Just so like, <laughs> Hey, we're hanging out today. Here we are. We're walking across the shop. It's, you know, there's, there's a, there's the vlog style that feels personal about it. And it's, that's, that's cool. I like it. I, yeah. You know. Well, thank, and then that's you know, actually, the other ones as well there. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that's yeah. actually something that I've tried to do. So I, Thanks yeah, for right. picking up on that. Like I've, I j again, like I know a lot of it has to do with consistency too. Um, it seems like right. on YouTube you really need to post consistently to, to, you know, be up there. And so that's right. something that you know I'm hoping. My real hope is that I can get a lot of. I want to get the, uh, get back to this paddleboard stuff, and then I really hope that I can get some good footage of the timber frame stuff this spring. So that would right be yeah. ultimate. And like yeah. Devin, you asked about the attic. Like I'd love to do, I really want to do like a full build series on the attic right. because, you know, I do like that. That's where I'm good at is where like building houses and framing and like, and really everything in between. Like I do my own electrical, um, yeah. I do all my finish work, but it's just like timing wise right now hasn't worked. I, I am doing a, I am doing, uh, my wife wanted like a walk-in pantry off of our kitchen mm -hmm. and we had a bunch of wasted space on, you know, these old square farmhouses are pretty basic yeah. and there was this one yep. spot on a bathroom that was a lot of wasted space. So she's, Jackie's very good at like design, like home design. And so she came up with this idea for us to have this 
walk-in pantry. And I was like, oh, I'm like, this would be a really good build. And the next thing I know, I'm halfway through it. And I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not recording this. And, you know, you just get so busy. And then, you know, you got two little kids screaming in the background. Yeah. And it's like, what's yeah. the point? So. Right, exactly. Yeah, we uh, we we kind of fell into this at the right time, I would say. Right, I've I have a full time teaching job, but I teach. I'm I'm you know I work in a school at the time and like teacher, so that way, like I, ha- I have all the evenings and the weekends and the Christmas, you know, or the 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 um, you know, summers off and things like that. And also, my daughter was born in 2009, so she's 11 now. But at the time, she was you know eight or whatever when we started, or seven when we started. So it's not like, you know, she's she's an only child pretty self you know like she, yeah. she she's perfectly fine to you know hang out here and and it, it's also it's like right here in the shop so now uh now devin's got a newborn girl so we're working around that as <laughs> yeah. a new, new uh is that impediment your, to the schedule <laughs> is that is this your first devin yeah yeah awesome well congratulations man well, thank you. Yeah, you. Might, I don't know. You might have heard her early earlier during the podcast. She's in the background <laughs> crying a little bit. How old is she? Uh, four and a half months. Nice. So you're like yeah, right. So you're four. right in the middle of the grind right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, actually, I feel like after after the first month, that was such a a, a crazy uh, month. Yeah. It, it kind of slowed down. That everything seems slower. I feel like after the first month. I mean, I'm sure it'll it'll pick up, but it's like, oh, she actually sleeps, <laughs> or she doesn't keep waking up every two hours, 24 right. hours a day. <laughs> so any bit of sleep we get, it's like, oh man, we slept for five hours without her making a noise. Oh, it's, it's so nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were just Devin was just showing me a, a real quick video yesterday when we were working together in the shop um, of her holding her own bottle. And drinking from it and he's like look she holds her own bottle <laughs> like, yes it's awesome she just looked it's, like a little person just there like holding the bottle <laughs> it's it's yeah, the right. little victories right yeah. i feel like we're at a we're at a um i don't know if it's a low or a high before it gets crazy again before she's mobile <laughs> yeah so she's still she'll stay wherever we sit her but she's learning a few things but then it's she's gonna start taking off and then we're gonna discover more issues that we have to deal with <laughs> yeah, yeah like if I put you here two feet away from this dangerous thing, you're not gonna get to it <laughs> right now. Right. Yeah, we have no softened corners right now. Everything's very sharp and dangerous. Yeah. And that's that's the thing um, about raising two boys is they find everything like that. It's like oh, yeah. it's I especially our youngest is man, he's crazy and and I swear he was at a, a stage when he was younger that it okay there would be like one thing in the room that you need to keep him away from right like the one thing and he would walk into the room and it would be the first thing that he would walk to like what's this and it's just like ah. <laughs> i can't get away with anything no <laughs> yeah that's that reminds me when when we were little obviously as <clears throat> four boys um my my mom tells the story that so my my two older brothers and I are all about a year apart. I was born in 1983, and then Devin was born in 1987. Um, Devin and I are the two youngest out of the four. Um, so my my two older brothers and I, you know, there was the three of us were, you know, obviously a little closer together. So um, my mom tells a story that my oldest brother Derek walked in. My mom was like taking a nap. It was whatever, whatever. We were we were like out in the living room. We lived in this um, in a in a trailer. Um, on our family farm that we grew up at the time. So my, my grandparents, 
had the farm. Uh, we, uh, my, my mom, my, my grandparents moved away. So my, our grandfather is, was a beekeeper. And so he moved down to Florida when my mom was 17. And then, so my mom was away and then she got married. And then my, my, my dad and her lived in a few different places. Our oldest brother, Derek was actually born, um, before they moved back to the farm and then they moved back to the farm and then had my, my older brother drew and then myself. Um, and then, uh, and then we moved from, we were on, like we had a couple trailers <laughs> on the farm that we would rent out. So we were in those trailers and then we moved back to the farmhouse and then Devin was born. Yeah. Um, I was the only one who wasn't a hillbilly born in a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so you got that to hang over their head. Yeah. I got the main, I got, I got the big house. <laughs> I actually, I have like memories of, of seeing my, my parents drive up. You know, I was, I was, I think that's what we were. I was four and a half or something. I have a memory of, of looking out the window of the house and seeing them drive up at night, coming home from the hospital, bringing Devin home. So that's <laughs> pretty cool. But, um, so we were living in the trailer at the time. And my, my oldest brother, Derek goes into my mom's, into my mom's room. She was taking a nap and says, mom, um, you got to get up. We, you know, we broke the door. <laughs> She's like, it's okay. She said at the time, you know, there was like, we had this, it was a, you know, a normal door and then a screen door and the screen door part would like pop out occasionally. And she's like, that's okay. It's fine. You know, I'll, I'll see it later. She's trying to take a nap and he goes, no, I think you better come see. <laughs> like, <laughs> so she came out and we had like pushed the entire door frame like out somehow we like the entire thing was like off the frame falling out <laughs> of the trailer. <laughs> like who knows? I don't know. I don't have I don't remember of it. Cause it was, I might've been two or three or something. I don't know. But, uh, it's <laughs> like, man, boys, just boys, you just can't, they just get into everything. You can't do it. And I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I always say I, when I, when I had my daughter, she was, she's the first of our generation on my brother. She's the first of the next generation. And, um, I was, I was hoping for a boy, uh, when my wife got pregnant, you know, I was like, that's what I knew. I knew boys. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be another O'Hara boy. And now I can't imagine anything different. Like I, you know, obviously it's my daughter, you know, but she's, you know, you, you'll notice her. She's the shop elf. So she always makes a little appearance in the videos, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it was crazy. I had, so I have to ask, since you just brought that up, I don't know what video it was recently, maybe, um, you know, within the last month or so that you guys released, yep. but there's a part in the video that you're on time-lapse and hmm. I don't know if she did this on purpose or not, but I actually made my wife watch it because it was so funny. <laughs> she like stood and she like stood in one spot and, and maybe she moves like 12 or 18 inches over like the time lapse of like 15 seconds, but she doesn't move her body at all. And so it literally <laughs> looks like she's like sliding across your room. And I'm like, did, did she do that on purpose or? Well, we did that a while back. I, I think it was my idea originally because I, you know, when she comes down, we'll explain a few things to her. Or I'll be like, hey, or we'll think, hey, where can we put you? And I think we did do it a few years ago for the first time where it's like, hey, we're doing a really fast thing. So if you move really, really, really slow, it'll seem like you're moving normal speed. And Dustin looks really fast. So she was like, oh, cool. She was really interested in that. So I, we did it one. I think we've done it twice before. Yeah. And uh, so now she knows exactly. I'm like, hey, we're doing time lapse. You want to do like the slow thing? She's like, yeah. 
and then she'll slowly do whatever in the corner of the frame or slowly walk in the background it'll take her like two minutes and i'm like all right thanks and she'll run back upstairs she's got it down to an art form now because it was it was some video i saw and i was kind of busting up laughing i was like that's pretty funny yeah i love it i i uh i always when i respond to comments on the on the the videos the only time i put like a love you know like i could put the heart and heart love someone someone's statement is any and only when someone mentions her in the videos then i love those comments <laughs> everything else i try to like you know i try to respond and try to you know at least thumbs up try to do as much as i can to come to like talk back to the community but when people mention her or they're like i saw the shop elf at this time i always <laughs> love those comments awesome. <laughs> yeah it's been fun i think there may there may have been two or three or something in the beginning in the beginning that we didn't have her in and then one day dem was like oh what if we put corinne like in the background that'd be kind of fun like, all right, and then it's been a thing ever since. So, every time we're working, we're like, "Oh, wait, did we get did we get her in somewhere?" And we're like, "No." So I'll like I'll do a whistle, I'll call, and she'll she'll come downstairs. She'll I'll be right down because her bedroom and our like the living room and everything is right above where my shop is. So I could just yell. They can you know they can hear me upstairs. Sometimes like she'll be running back and forth. I'm like, "Hey, cut it out up there. We're trying to film." <laughs> <laughs> and that's and. You know, and you know, ten years from now, you're gonna look back on these videos, and you're really gonna enjoy them—the ones that she's in. Yeah. So there's yeah, a. Absolutely. I have my oldest is seven now, and I think when he was, man, he might he might have just been like two. Um, I'm on Memorial Day. I took him out to the shop, and we made like an American flag together, and just like yes. an a, just like an afternoon build. I'm like, I'll go back and watch that video just on my own every now and then. And I'm like, man, <laughs> just, you That's know, it's just awesome. crazy how even just that was just, you know, four or five years ago, but how much yeah. things have changed already. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. It's nuts. It goes by fast. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, uh, so we love to invite all of our guests to tell us a disaster story. Uh, and, and we let you know, um, and inevitably all of our guests end up saying, well, I got plenty of them. I just had to choose from, which is like what you said too. Uh, but, um, we, li- we like the idea of the disaster story because it, it really just makes us all people, right? Everyone, everyone who's a maker, you have this allure, especially, youtubers you know you're like you're just watching them and obviously they edit out anything that's bad so they can create this whole thing and it looks great at the end (laughs) and if it doesn't look great well then they'll just turn the camera angle a little bit so then it does look great you know like (laughs) we do that everyone does that but it is cool that makers everyone everyone we all make mistakes we all have disasters where we have to just start over and just call it quits and just keep on going um so we asked you to uh let us know one what do you got for us justin yeah, like like I said, I've plenty of them. Um, I as a building trades teacher, I have a lot of them. Just not so much mainly of my own disaster, but of some things that I like. What is going on? What are we What are we doing here? I've had you know students step on boards with nails. Um, oh, one of the one of one of the. Thank God I caught this. Uh, one of yeah, one of the moments of like, thank God I caught this. Um, we <laughs> when I was teaching building trades, I we used to wire our houses. We did all the wiring, all the entry wire, and basically the easiest way to get to teach students how to do that was basically to to let them each have a home run to their individual rooms. 
So from the right. circuit panel, you'd let them have their own run to their own room. And then, you know, you'd power an outlet or something. And then from there, they would feed other outlets or something like that, you know. Right. I remember one one time there was a couple of kids that, oh, uh, trying to think how to best describe the students I was working with without being too <laughs> degrading. Um, just, Special you know, individuals. <laughs> just not going to, you know, you guys are... You know, get, grab a broom is basically what it <laughs> what I would end up leaving uh, them to. But there was a bunch one, of tra- bunch of trailer hillbillies. Yeah. Okay. Well, sure. All right. Let's see how this. <laughs> so we uh, I, there was one time that you know we walk in and and there the light we were checking lights and what, our power had just gotten turned on to the house, so we're checking lights and checking stuff like that. I'm like man, what is going on in this one room? There was a light that kept popping in there and it kept tripping breakers. And I'm like, everything looks right. So I, I pull the, I pull the, you know, go through and check out all the outlets and everything looks fine. And yep, to the home room, we're fine. Well, then I get to the switch. Then for anybody who knows some basic stuff about electricity, it was just a single mm-hmm. pole switch, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the easiest way for me to get students to understand what you're doing is, your, your two ground wires, they just go together and they go to this green screw. And your two white wires just go together. They just get wire netted together. And then your two black screws just go to the two posts. Or two black wires go to the two posts. And right. it's a pretty, you know, you're, all it is is a interrupter of the power going to the light. And I pull this, right. I pull this thing out. And what they had done was they had taken trying to remember how they did this they had taken one white wire off of each one and like fed it back through to the black wire they basically just hooked everything up together like everything was just going to one spot and it just kept (laughs) hot like and so finally when i see it i'm like guys what were you doing here like we i i had done one in another room and then i had told them like hey if you need to reference this one you know go come back through and just double check it and and apparently that you know and that when earlier when i said you know talking about building trades like some of the things that that I used to get stressed out about is that's the type of stuff that would be on my mind when I was going to bed at night. Yeah, like, right. okay, we're selling this house <laughs> and, you know, do we have everything done correctly or, you know, I mean, there was, but you're not, <clears throat> yeah, with geez. students though, there was always just some, there was one, one of the worst ones was one year we, we were, we had bought a house that went in foreclosure and we were just going to fix it up. It was in a nice neighborhood, but the house had been neglected for years. Right. And, and one of my students, I'm trying to remember how, what happened here, but one of my students had shot, uh, we were using nail guns to shoot the base trim and my student had shot it. Like I had marked on the wall where the plumbing was and they just completely ignored it. And that now oh, the, the plumber, this was a guy that I had not used before. And the plumber made a mistake where like, you're supposed to run your copper pipes right in the center of your framing. And right. he ran them like off to like one side. And so then when right. my student wasn't paying attention to where they were nailing 
they shot through and it shot right into this <laughs> copper pipe. Well, <laughs> we the real problem was we then went on spring break and I oh, and we I can't remember why this had happened, but something happened where water got turned on over that week's time. And I'm not kidding you. When we came back, there was literally like six inches of water in this brand new basement that we had finished. And it was like my stomach just turned upside down. I mean, it was it was really like, uh, and you know, now I have to call back to the school. I got to call the superintendent and be like, hey, uh, <laughs> you know that house that we're building, you know? <laughs> So it's going to be a little longer. Jeez. Oh, we're going to have a sure. real good, real good learning opportunity here. Yeah, folks. right. That's, yeah. that's definitely the right way to spin it. So they yeah. will remember this. They will remember this lesson for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, they remember the time when they came in and the basement was flooded and they're like, oh, no. And oh, they're going to, yeah. yeah, if any of them go into that or ever do use a nail gun again, they'll be like, let's be super careful. Don't hit the plumbing. Yeah. Jeez. Now, there's a. The, yeah, the building crazy. trades teacher before me, the, there was this one neighborhood we were building houses, and and he, and he was an awesome guy. He actually passed away this past summer. He was a family friend of ours, but great dude, but he was one of the funniest old men that I knew. And But <laughs> kids would play, they would play tricks on him all the time. And oh, there was, But there was one time he stepped out of the house. He stepped out of the house, and... Uh, the houses were close enough together and they had like big two foot overhangs on them. The kids were jumping from roof to roof in a neighborhood. They were jumping oh onto gosh. people's houses and like running around <laughs> over there. And like, so there was, yeah, so he, he like Jeez. got called on for that. And, oh, yeah. There was Jeez, just crazy. all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, you can imagine. Oh, but. <laughs> no, I, I, but I promise right. you that like the one thing and you know, a, a good example is I've got, I've got one student who I actually really like the kid in my, in my wood shop right now, but he's like, he's funny, but he's so like nervous to make a mistake. Like he's just right. so worried. Like we're, he's in my intro class and we're making picture frames right now. And he's so worried. And like this morning, first thing he comes up to me, he's like, it's me again with another question. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm like, you're, that's why you're in here. You know, you're yeah, in here. I'm your teacher. That's yes. You're in job. here to figure these things out and to learn these things. And like, I'm just like, I really do feel like I'm lucky to be in a program like that because, you know, that's how many students, high school students do you know that got to get to cut their teeth on using power tools during their school day. Yeah. You know? And yep. Yeah. So there's for anybody who ever feels every now and then I'll see stuff on Facebook, like I'm in a couple of groups or on Instagram or like somebody's really frustrated and they just want to give up. And it's like, like everybody's been there. Like everybody yep. makes their mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like my, my dad used to say that every good carpenter knows how to hide his mistakes. That's what the yep, good ones absolutely. can do, you know. And yep. I didn't understand it when I was eight, but I understand it now. So, right, yeah. Well, I I always um, talk to Dustin about it. It's all these trades and all these different skills you learn. You learn that there's tricks 
Like they all seem so insurmountable at first. Like, oh, I don't know how I can do it. How do you make it look that good? It's because you don't understand how it's done. But once you understand it's how it's done and you learn the tricks, then it's not so. I mean, it's still hard to make it right, but I feel like there's this, these magic tricks that people teach you. Like, oh, okay, now now I understand how I can get it done. Got it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just you know. I, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I recently, uh, we were helping our, our dad put in a floor, um, like a, like a pergo kind of click together floor. So my, my brother, Devin and I, and our older brother, Derek were there and we were all kind of, we were just in the house and we were busting away. We're going fast. And our dad who has not the greatest knees, he was cutting all the pieces to length and, you know, like whatever we needed, we'd tell him, okay, we need this. And he cut it. He had a chop saw back. Um, and he was like, well, we'll have to figure out something because, you know, they're, the pieces are whatever, six inches and my chop saw can only cut, you know, only cuts like the five and a quarter. And I was like, oh, let me show you real quick a trick, you know, and just the like chops all down and lift the board up. And then you get that extra like three quarters of an inch. And he was like, oh, that's so great. You know, like that's like a trick <laughs> that if you know that trick, just tilting, tilting your board up, you know, it's, it's, that's one of those things. And it, it saved us tons of time. And it's just, yeah, magic tricks that make things go, go faster when you know them. They're, they're awesome. Right. That's also the, <laughs> that's the same floor that we did that we had to do t- twice. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> because we laid the the floor panels down in a a certain way. I guess you know there's a couple ways to do it, but you don't want the joints to line up. I guess on on wooden floors. Yeah. And we had we had lined them up nice. We actually took a lot of time to line them up nice. But then when my mom came home that night when we weren't there, she was like, "Oh no!" Like. No, this isn't what I want. Like, <laughs> and our, you know, Aww. dad was just—he was just like, whatever, sure, yeah, line them up. Like, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We right. didn't know. We were that. thinking that, yeah, thinking like, okay, it makes sense to have these all lined up. You know, like <laughs> every other board lines up. It's it might be even because our, our our mom is definitely like very particular about things she likes, and so it's like, oh, we'll do that. You know, she'll like it this way. Let's make sure they're all perfect and lined. All the all, every other board's lined up perfectly. <laughs> uh, J- Justin, when you line up floor or, or with wooden floorboards, do you line the joints up every other one, or do you try to make them look random? No, I make them random. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. we 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 ran into that when we did our parents' house, and we we didn't do them random. And then our mom came home, and she was not she was not happy with that, so we had to redo them all. <laughs> but on. On her, uh, for her, on her behalf, she was she like lost sleep over it the night the night before you know that night when she got <laughs> home late and like she like couldn't sleep because she was like I feel so bad you guys just spent the whole like the whole day cutting and laying this floor and now I gotta tell you that you gotta <laughs> you gotta pull it all up and do it over and we were like I, I, I do okay. remember being upset but obviously oh, yeah. we're not gonna I'm not gonna yell at my mom <laughs> right. I was I was just like look. Because the day before we had some uh, shitty knee pads that had no nothing left to them, and I was just like, "If you can go get us a couple pairs of knee pads, we're good. Yep. <laughs> like I'm happy. <laughs> just just give us some fresh knee pads, and we'll we'll bust uh, this thing out. Good yeah. to go. <laughs> was, yeah, I, I came in that morning, and and my mom was like, oh, "I got some bad news. You guys are gonna have to pull it up and start over." And I'm like. Uh, that's funny you know that's that's funny and she's like 
no, it's it's not a joke. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, oh no, we just spent you know the whole day before doing like two full rooms, and it wasn't that much, you know. That I think what took us the longest the first day was just getting the hang of how yeah. they all fit together and went together well. Like once you got the hang of it, then it was right. You know, it's it's yeah. the start of any job. The second day you're cruising, and yeah. we thought we were going to cruise through that second day, but no, we had to, you got to start <laughs> and try it again. But yeah. all right. Well, I remember my my big. I remember one particular mistake when I was first learning how to do vinyl siding, and my my dad had me and a friend. We were siding a house, and uh, well, like I said, I just kind of started learning, but I was getting to the point where he was starting to give us a little leeway and let us do work on our own. And I remember it was it was cold. It was during the winter, and we were putting up some siding, and get done with this whole front gable it took me and my friend like most of the day to get this done and i'm not kidding you it was like four o'clock in the afternoon he comes pulling up and we're just finishing up at the peak and i was like man i'm so proud of this and dad goes huh (laughs) he's like yeah well that sucks and i'm like what and he's like we got to take it all back down and i was like same thing haha okay whatever he's like you lapped it wrong and so we lapped all the siding, like from where you would see it, you would see all the joints right. from like oh. the driveway of the house. Right. And it was like, ah. Uh. And so, <laughs> now, I, yeah, that was not, that was not enjoyable. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the, right. There's that balance of doing the, the thing for that person when they, they're like, okay, I think this is how it's done. <laughs> Let's just plow through yeah. to like, yeah, you get sometimes you gotta. <laughs> is this definitely how it's done? Because we're about to work on it all day. So. <laughs> yeah, the second time around, you know, you really know how to do it well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you'll always remember that. Like, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, more lessons. All right, um, what do we got for recommendations? Uh, Dev, you have a recommendation for us this uh, today? Yeah, I figured out uh, a few podcasts ago. Remember, I was thinking, I was like, there was a guy in a book. And he went and stayed in a cabin. He did tell, He did say that. I almost put uh, that in the show notes, like <laughs> the guy in the cabin. There's but a guy like, who went in the woods in a cabin. Read that book. <laughs> it's, um, I figured it out. It's The Dharma Bombs by Jack Kerouac. Ah, um, he does, he did On the Road. That's his most uh, famous book. Yeah. Um, you know, this 1950s, 60s beat generation guy. But he did this, The Dharma Bombs is kind of the opposite. Like, on the road it's him traveling but it's him going into cities and partying and stuff and and meeting other artistic people and the dharma bums is pretty cool because he goes out it's him wanting to go out in the wilderness and 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 do other things in that type and hike and so he goes through his jobs but he also during this book he stays in a um what is it uh i'm trying to look the exact thing. Oh, it's it's a fire lookout. Oh, right on. And back then, in the, you know, in the in the fifties and early sixties, you know, you, you actually had to have people there, and they would watch for fires, and they'd stay there, and, and it's his experience living there for the whole winter. Great book, The Dharma Bums. Check it out. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I, I remember when you were talking about that. I was like, I was thinking. I think we even mentioned it. Like we're like on the road, maybe. You're like, no. I was trying to think other other. Kind yeah, of I books. think yeah. It was like Big Sur, but that's the West Coast thing. But right. that's yeah. this is his like his 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 nature hiking uh, mountaineering book. Nice, Justin. You have a recommendation for the listeners. Uh, well, 
I do. Can I give you? Well, I'll say two real quick. Sure. The, the only, only the, one. I'm sorry. No. One, <laughs> well, one that just popped into my mind. Have you guys seen Free Solo? I yes. just watched Free yeah. Solo. Love it. It. Oh my god! I just watched it this weekend. Like That's I. Crazy. Oh, it was so intense. So that if you <laughs> so haven't I, seen Free I, Solo, I watched it. <laughs> I just watched this weekend too because uh, Outdoors Fifty Five, Alex from Outdoors Fifty Five, he posted about it, and so I was like, "Oh, that's cool." But so Dust, I watched he, it. Did Did you see that he posted a neg- negatively about it? No, he said he said he couldn't watch it. Right, and I think the reason why he couldn't watch, I, I, my feeling is that he was stressed out by it. Yeah, because uh, it was definitely stressful oh, watching yeah. watching that guy like cl- free solo. <laughs> okay, so oh, Dustin, yeah, I watched it too. Yeah, yeah, Dustin, I could not remember who I had posted about it. I think it was you. I could not remember. Yeah, so I think I posted you posted on it, <laughs> nice. and then I watched it the next day, and I was like, right, "Holy that's awesome. cow!" So wow, full circle yeah, life. Uh, no, my shout out. Yeah, right. <laughs> my shout out is: uh, Has anybody ever shouted out Mortis and Tenon Magazine on here? No, nope. No. Do you know them? you follow them no i don't oh man you guys got to look these guys up um the mortis mortis and tenon magazine they also have a podcast uh they are in maine and they're i think they're on they, they um it's just a couple of guys and i don't i don't quite know like what they're doing full time as far as like i they've um, they're tied in with a lot of people on just handcrafted work and right, um, yeah. high high quality people. Uh, but they do a magazine that I started subscribing to um, about six months ago. I found out that they had a nice. magazine, um, and the magazines are awesome. They're they are woodworking magazines, but they are not like, hey, here's how to do this or here. It's all like it's like right. his, it's like the history of woodworking, and oh, it's nice. just that sounds awesome. It's all like and again, um, it's all non-power tools. It's all hand work, hand right. tools. Um, they do anywhere from they do timber framing, carving. They do blacksmithing. Um, nice. They're tied in with a really good timber with a timber framing group um, called Car- I think it's called Carpenters Without Borders. And they did a big barn raising a couple years ago, and it's actually the Carpenters Without Borders is a French group. It's a French timber framing group. In fact, nice. That's the group. Um, oh boy, I'm drawing a blank on the build. <laughs> What's the building that burnt down? Um, in the, oh, the, uh, the 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 Notre Dame. The, yeah, Notre Dame. Yes. Notre yeah. Dame. The the group in Paris. Yeah, the the timber framing group that's putting that back together is. Carpenters Without Borders, and oh, uh, right on. So, anyways, but yeah, look those guys up. Mortis and Tenon Magazine, uh, Josh Klein, and I can't remember the other guy's name, but they also have a podcast. And right on, um, nice. Just yeah, like period century type work, and but I think you'll That's enjoy. Sweet. You nice. you actually get a uh, a paper magazine? Yes, and I actually oh, the the last <laughs> one. The last one that I got was the last one they were doing where they were using like these brown um, sleeves and they would do the thing where they melt wax and then they have uh, what's the what? where they put the where they yeah. put the brand you know they, they seal yeah, it seal. with the wax right yeah. and then they do yeah. like a brand <laughs> so it was an M and T brand 
Um, That's but the, crazy. But the one thing I want to shout out about those guys is, so I I have one or two of their magazines that came to me, and then I had a friend that digitized that magazine for me, and then sent he mm. emailed it to me. So when my students, when we went remote on Thanksgiving, <laughs> I was assigning those articles out of that magazine right. to my students. And I was like, you know, literally, this is, this is a great way to do this. And I just sent a message to them and I said, hey guys, we're, I'm, I'm using your magazine in class and just really appreciate all that you guys do. And they ended up sending me some back issues. And he was like, oh, no, no. he's like, so I just leave them in the shop and students can use them and take them home and whatever. So that's so cool. We actually, uh, my wife and I got our daughter for Christmas, um, a seal, you know, with like that came, the, the, the kit came with some wax and it came with a little like, um, copper spoon that you could melt the wax in and then the seal she loves it and we we knew she would like we were like that's gonna be pretty cool i think we ordered it it came from china on amazon ended up coming maybe like two weeks late two weeks after christmas so we kept telling her like we got this one more cool (laughs) gift for you and 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 she's like she absolutely loves it she was so pumped so that's awesome nice <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my recommendation this week is um, Dave Canterbury. So, if you guys know Dave Canterbury, he's uh, part of the like Self Reliance Outfitters and the Pathfinder School. He's a bushcrafter and outdoorsman. Um, he was on the Dual Survival Show. But the what I want to specifically shout out or what I want to recommend from him is that he just put out a video, and I actually saw it on Instagram first, and then I saw that it's on his YouTube channel as well, and it's about tap code. Um, and tap code is a way to communicate over distances with other, with people, um, who are within hearing range, but Mm. not like Morse code. So you use a five by five grid and then across you have like one through five across the top and one through five across the left side. And then you have a through Z, um, using C and K in the same spot. So you have 25 spots for letters so the tap would be you'd tap like left one and then top two so it'd be like a tap and then tap tap and that would be b right because that's a b in that top spot if you can kind of visualize it but i just thought it was so cool i'd never heard of that technique of communicating over distances i was like that's awesome and it's super easy you don't you know like anyone can set up the grid at any time you can just draw it out real quick on your paper and i was man i was dev i was like that's something so cool that's something i gotta teach all of you guys like all the brothers <laughs> so we know the tap code in the future when we have to survive during the apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can tap code each other from across you know like the quarry or whatever like well that's like, true that's we so we awesome. would be the only ones to know it yeah, exactly. But yeah, I was like, it's such a simple code and, and just a cool way to like talk to someone, you know, because I mean, if you hit on, if you hit a log on a tree, you can hear that a decent ways away, you know, yeah. obviously much clearer than you'd be able to hear, you know, someone trying to yell to you to get help or whatever. So you just got to send other, a little bit, you know, it'd be super cool. Other than our uh, bird whistle that we all know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think we should share it, but we have a specific bird. <laughs> we do. Now, if you hear it. <laughs> You gotta you gotta look for a brother. He's somewhere in the area. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I taught it to my daughter when she was pretty young, um, and it works really well. It does, especially for like large gatherings of people, or you know, anytime that she's there's a lot of people and a lot of noise going on. There's a specific whistle that my my brother Derek kind of came up with when he when we were all younger, and so I taught it to my daughter, and it works perfectly. If she hears it, she knows <laughs> that it, it means that I want her to come. Like it's not like a hey Corinne, come, I need you know, come here or whatever. Like 
you know, she hears that, she just keeps on playing. But if she hears the whistle, she knows that it means like there's something a little bit more important. I've always just instilled that into her, so it works perfectly. <laughs> She's always like, Choo! she comes running, like, that's my dad, I need to go. <laughs> Which That's like great. hopefully you know I I don't do that to her when she's like a teenage like a teenager in a group of kids I like whistle to her and she comes like I don't know if that's the greatest thing but it worked perfectly when she was little well at least and, it gets uh, the attention she knows you're there exactly right yeah yeah <laughs> and she yeah and she knows that I don't use it unless it's something where I actually need her to like pay attention to me so right it's <laughs> fun all right well awesome thank you all so much Justin for joining us and Devin for hanging out and chatting. Oh yeah, um, this is super fun, Justin. I was, uh, I um, I know that you have reached out to us a couple times and commented on the on the channel, and I really enjoy following along with what you do, and I can definitely relate to you as a teacher. Um, and so I was, I was excited when I reached out. You know, I was able to reach out to you and join to have you join us on the podcast. So thank thank you so much for hanging out with us yeah. and chatting. It was a pleasure. Um, yeah. Yeah, what's uh yeah, I was just gonna say appreciate it. And uh what's all your you got a new podcast. What's your podcast oh, and yeah. Instagram and YouTube? Yeah, uh just on Instagram I'm jdtrick seventy six. Um and I'm also yeah, my YouTube channel is just my name, Justin Dietrich. Uh yeah. and then yeah, I've recently started a new podcast with a friend, uh called it's called These American Hands. And we're gonna nice. kind of we're going to focus on he's uh, another teacher that lives a couple hours away from me. He's actually also another wrestling coach. Um, and, you know, he's a young father, and we're just going to talk a lot about all of those things. And, you know, him, him yeah. and I, when we get together, we always have good conversations. And, and uh, we actually nice. just, uh, we just released our first one like a day or two ago, I think. Yeah. So awesome um, yeah right we, on we kind of want to we'll we'll kind of do something similar to like what you guys are doing where we'll bring people on and we kind of want to focus on um just like good stories you know people that yeah. you know like to tell stories or um several people that we want to bring on that have overcome some pretty hard tough things and you know just focus yeah. on that type of stuff so but yeah and i and like That's i said awesome. guys i really I really do appreciate what you guys are doing, and I just think the the quality of your work is is up there with anybody that we follow along with. So just keep it up and keep Thanks, keep going on the podcast because I I really enjoy it and enjoy getting to hear other people's nice. stories. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're yeah. we're pumped, and and Devin always pushes me. He's always like, you gotta you gotta reach out to more people, reach out to more people. Like, <laughs> we gotta get more people, and everyone everyone likes to chat. Like everyone likes to talk. We're all normal people, so let's <laughs> right. all, like hang out. And we talk. we talk we talk a lot as brothers, so we need some other people <laughs> like, to come on. <laughs> you're like, I already know everything about you. Bring somebody yeah. else on. <laughs> <laughs> right. We can laugh at ourselves all we want, but we want to be able to help help and laugh at other people too. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Well, hope I, guys. Yeah. I'm hoping that we can meet up at Maker Camp. So that would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Devin. Always a pleasure. I appreciate everything that you do, Devin, and and everyone needs a Devin for their YouTube channel. That's, I know. <laughs> and uh, I got to find me a Devin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's a good thing to have around. Um, <laughs> For everyone listening, you guys can find us on the uh, on YouTube at the the Art of Craftsmanship. You can follow us on Instagram at the Art of Craftsmanship. And if you want to help support what we do, the podcast and the channel, and 
you know, all the work we're trying to put out there and just trying to kind of put out there in the world, you can go over to Patreon and help us there if you feel so inspired. And if you do not, that's perfectly fine too because we'll keep on putting it out and we are happy to uh, put it out there in the world. Uh, you guys can also find the Art of Craftsmanship podcast on the Makery Network, along with a lot of really awesome other makers and other podcasts. I myself personally listen to all of them, and I love them, and I find myself cracking up in the shop while working and listening to podcasts. So uh, give them a try. Check ours out. If you haven't listened, go back and check out some other ones. We've got some good ones going now. We're on episode 31. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Devin. Thank you, Justin. And uh, we will talk to you all next time. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.